Welcome to the Hive. My name, as always, is Seth Bedoff, and we've just got a slamming show this week. Back with me, of course, to my right, we've got Josh Carrillo. Josh, how are you doing tonight, my man? <coughs> Very well, thank you. <laughs> I forgot Josh does not have a mic tonight. I'm getting a little bit of feedback, if we can <coughs> adjust that a little bit. Thank you. Uh, so, Josh, glad to have you with me. Welcome to the boys. We've got a brand new toy over here, so hopefully our audio, some of our audio issues that we've been having are going to be uh, resolved this week. No more. All right. So, awesome. Sounds good. Sitting across from me, Chris Walker. Chris, how are you doing tonight, my man? Doing good, man. Just uh, sitting here, enjoying a little subway. Happy we got some guests in the uh, studio. Yeah, we got some guests. We're going to get that in here in just a minute. And, of course, joining us again, Alicia. Alicia, how are you tonight? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Just got back from a road trip. Went down to uh, White Sands over the weekend, and we're heading back out of town tomorrow. So you guys uh, kind of caught me, you know, one <laughs> night at home. So looking forward to getting out of town and... And, uh, and enjoying a little bit of time away back before before school starts. And speaking of school starting, we've got a special guest in the in the studio with us tonight. Well, studio, say you know that we are here at the law offices of Roadrunner Law Firm. A big thank you to them for letting us join uh, be here tonight. We've got our special guest, Sombrero Man. You guys may know him from seeing him at the United matches. So, Sombrero, you've got a name. Why don't you uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone? Well, I don't know if I want to expose myself that much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, but uh, real name's Carlos, actually, so very, very common Hispanic name here in New Mexico, of course, so if you ever see me, just, I'm fine with you calling me Carlos, call me whatever, just don't call me late for dinner, I think that's a good idea. I, I see <laughs> there's Subway on the table, apparently Chris called us late for dinner today. Called you late for dinner. Yeah, it looked, looked really good when I walked in. <laughs> We're super excited to have you here, you know, you've been a huge part of the fan base, you're, you're, your face has been plastered all over social media. Yeah. I think it was. I think I may even seen a billboard with your face on it at yeah. one point. So, you know, it, it's just you being a part of the fan base has been really awesome for everyone to see. I think it shows that just anyone can be a part uh, of what's going on here, and just getting in with the club. I mean, you've had a lot of interactions. You know, you're part of the curse, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Proud member. Yeah. So that's really awesome. And we're gonna jump in. Though we've got so many things to talk about tonight. But before we do that, you know, again, thank you for being here. We're going to have you throughout the show. Of course. So feel free to jump in yeah. whenever you like. Um, just a bit of housekeeping before we get going. Uh, the music <coughs> here on top of the show is, of course, the band California Redemption, using, and that's their song, Humor Me. If you're interested in the band, you can find out more about them on Bandcamp. That's California with a K. Again, California Redemption. So a huge thank you to those guys. So everyone here tonight, we're sitting around the table. Together, we are Seek and Strike. So I've already introduced our guest, and we've got so much to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, we've got Sacramento Republic match from last week. Finally got a win. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk uh, in our talk about it in our revved up our Dural Motors revved up recap section of the show. We also have upcoming this week the Rio Grande Derby with El Paso Locomotive, and then Austin Bolt, of course, on Saturday. So many things to talk about. Uh, but we could, of course, couldn't. This show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, Roadrunner Law Firm and Dural Motors. A huge thank you to both of them for everything that they do to help support the show and support the club. And listeners, if you're here with us live, like we are, like you are each and every week, you can, of course, text your questions into the show. We'll get to those during the Roadrunner Law Firm full-time fan Q&A later in the show. That text line, the number is 505-377-8706. So, I mean, we, we touched on it. There's so much to talk about. I mean, I, you know, I said, you know, I was out of town over the weekend. I didn't get to see a whole lot. We talked last week. What matches were we watching over the weekend? I did get a chance to see um, Atlanta United and LAFC. 
I was not impressed at all with Carlos Vela and that club out there. The referees were terrible. I felt VAR could have called back two of those goals, but that's just my impressions. Did you guys take anything away from the matches you watched this weekend? Chris, you can go first because I'm going to be a homer with with my (laughs) earthquake. So. Uh, you know, I watched the forward Madison uh, match. It was the USL one, so uh, forward Madison versus uh, the Orlando City uh, B Lions. Um, that match was actually really enjoyable. Um, forward Madison was very much like on the dominant end. Uh, it was kind of interesting to see another team. Uh, they're on the other, the dominant end, because of the fact that they created so many chances in this match. Um, what was crazy, though, is that for the amount of chances they created, uh, they just struggled really to finish. It was a, a 1-0 scoreline, um, but Orlando City really had no sort of attack. I mean, they struggled with building out of the back, and ultimately uh, it was just a match one in the, in the attacking third, so it was pretty cool. You act surprised, but that's nothing new for an Orlando City club. <laughs> so I, I gotta throw the shade oh out there to Mickey Mouse FC. I got I gotta say though, I mean the supposed rivalry with Atlanta United, but when you don't beat your opponent, how can it be a rivalry? Yeah, so. yeah. It it was just it was a good match, man. I mean they were obviously very high flying. I mean Ford Madison is is definitely all that that they say they are. They're not just the the flashy kits, but they also kind of bring the attack as well. So but they're, they're the real deal. Alicia, what did you end up watching this weekend? Oh, man, did I want to hide in a cave after that Real Madrid game. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I thought they were down, what, 7-1 at one point? Yes, and at first I was like, okay, they have um, the older guys out there. We might have a chance at winning. Yeah. But then the first goal came within 50 seconds, and I'm like, yeah, this is not starting to look good from now on. And the new player from Atletico Madrid, um, Giorgio Felix, 19-year-old, really good. And, you know, he uh, proved a point out there that he is made for that team. And 7-3 at the end, I was surprised. Yeah, kid's talented without a doubt. It, oh, yeah. I know he was linked to Everton for a little while. but uh, Yeah, yeah before this, he did play with Benfica. Yeah, yeah, he, he's super talented. And so, Carlos, you said you were, th- were going to talk about your earthquakes. Oh, I'm, I'm a huge Quakes fan. I love, I love the earthquakes. You know, I hate myself every day for it because I'm an also an Arsenal fan. So apparently, <laughs> oh. apparently, I like suffering when it comes to comes to football, and I'm getting a thumbs down <laughs> around the table. Uh, don't don't hate me for that. But uh, <laughs> I had the opposite of what you guys had. I had a we had a high scoring, high flying game against the Colorado Avalanche this weekend at. And San Jose, of course, you're playing a team like Colorado, who's had a, who's had a rough year um, this year in the table. San Jose's in fifth; they're towards the lower of the table, and they're coming after a win from the Whitecaps, which I expected nothing less. With you know our captain, the king of the goals, Wando, doing what he what he always does in the MLS, and first goal came within with came within a hundred seconds. Yeah. Phenomenal strike from the right side. And they just kept, the Quakes kept building on and building on. And, you know, I only got to watch it with the, uh, with the Rapids announcers because of the blackout restrictions here. Yeah. I couldn't watch it with, with our guys at NBC Sports Bay Area. But uh, Quakes are looking really good this year. They have really surprised me. You know, we haven't, we haven't really ex- expanded, I guess, to say, into the playoff realms for quite a while since we lost to FC Dallas a few years ago in the first round. Yeah. 
And you know it's hard being a Quakes fan, but they got a they got a young scrappy squad. You know one of our players just got green carded, so international uh, international slot opens up. And they're they're young, you know, with any rebuilding process, you gotta take it and take in the young guys. And the young guys are showing up. They're quick, they're agile, they're fast, and you're gonna. It's good to have a veteran uh, like like Wando out there to help mentor the young guys and. I think the I don't see the Quakes winning anything winning the West because you have to deal with, of course, LA Galaxy and those god awful LA FC guys. <laughs> and even if you get past those two, you have to deal with very with a very stacked uh, Eastern Conference with Atlanta United out there. And yeah. but uh, good, I'm just riding the wave with with San Jose as well. So it, it it's fun. It really is. <laughs> hey hey, well, just just this might be a hot take for the show, but. Uh, when is the Eastern Conference anything you ever have to worry about? Uh, MLS champions. Yeah. Thank you. In the MLS. You, we're going to see it in baseball or uh, <laughs> the, the NBA. They were kind of non-existent last year other, with, other than Toronto. <laughs> that is true. So let me ask this. You brought up Wando. Obviously, all-time careers goal leader for MLS. You've got guys coming up like, uh, you know, Joseph Martinez. Yes. He is single-season goal-scoring record now. He has... 62 goals uh, with Atlanta United now in his career. How long do you think Wando's record is? How long, if I think about this with everyone, how long do you think Wando's record is going to last? <laughs> I mean, Joseph got 62 in two seasons, and Wando's taken him a decade, if not yeah, more. Yeah, it's, it's taken Wando a bit. <laughs> and, you know, the players keep getting faster, keep getting stronger. You're going to have faster and stronger players. And honestly, if Wando keeps playing, I feel like his record will probably be broken. While he's still playing, because Martinez is—it's it, ridiculous. I've never seen anything <laughs> like this. It, it, it's truly—it's—it's it's like watching a video game with this guy. Yeah, he's—he's he's phenomenal, and it's a good young piece for Atlanta United. And I feel like he's getting a lot of younger t younger people, especially in the Atlanta area, into soccer there. Which yeah, I think it's it, phenomenal. Yeah, it's been great out there. You know, I, I hear from people all the time. You know, oh, I never knew soccer was so big. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and there, there's a lot of soccer-rich markets that you would never expect, like Minnesota United. Yeah, you know as much as it pains me, but that Wonder Wall. When I went to that game, it was it was something like I've never seen before. Yeah. That stadium was beautiful. Great fan base, by the way. Can can I just say those are the nicest fans I have ever met? Well, I've heard lots of lot of good things, especially from some of the other fans that have tra that traveled up to Minnesota and you know being a part of the subreddit and everything. There's been just nothing but love going back and forth between supporters of the two clubs. And I'm hoping we'll get some questions about this from listeners later on. But I want to ask you, you actually won the, won the, con, won the video contest. Oh, that was pain. Those were, that was a tough 24 hours. I think I got two hours of sleep yeah. within the, those few days. But uh, it, it was really great, you know. I love Jerry and I love Leo. I was so glad they got to go. And then the fact that First Financial Credit Union and New Mexico United were like, hey, I see all the sort of love and support you guys got. We're gonna send you out there too. I mean, they didn't have to do that. Yeah. They they could have just been. I could have. I would have been happy with that signed poster from the team because I don't like asking for autographs. Yeah. Because I see them. They they act. The players on United, which I love, they're at the same level. They act like they're at the same level of us. And truly, that that's how I think how all sports athletes are are supposed to supposed to act. But that trip was fun, you know. It was getting there, that excitement, seeing everyone dressed up, 
getting ready for the match, wearing their, their bright yellow shirts that says United for the Cup with their backpacks. You know, I don't know if you guys saw Peter's speech uh, before we got uh, got to take off. Uh, yeah, I think that video made the rounds. On yeah, that, that video made a few rounds, you know. I never thought I, I'd hear Peter say such, uh, such vowel language as he did on that, on that speech. But he was <laughs> pumped. He got the flight pumped, you know. Yeah. Kind of a quiet flight. Once in a while, we'd, we'd start a few chants. Once we landed in Minnesota, we got to the hotel, hung out for a little bit. Um, ended up going to a, a little uh, spot where a lot of Minnesota United fans hang out before the match, and we overran that that bar, and it was truly phenomenal. They weren't they weren't mad at all, as you, I would expect other fans to be. They were welcoming. They were they were very treated as well. They. Uh, they even brought a, some craft beer from Minnesota for everyone that came on the trip there. <laughs> I was okay. I got to ask. I know your dad's sitting here in the yeah. room. Did you get to partake, or did just dad? I did. Dad just got to partake. You know, you know, uh, Ron, Ron Patel. You know, I, I'm sure a lot of you guys know who Ron yeah. Patel is. But he comes to our door, knocks on the door. He's like, "Hey, here's the beer." He's like, "Well, Carlos can't drink, so you can take four. And Dad's like, "Sweet." <laughs> Grabbed a few beers, you know. It seemed like he enjoyed everyone, but but one. Yeah. Uh, again, they Minnesota United fans didn't have to do that. They they chanted with us. They chanted with us at the match, and I think one of the coolest part was we were losing five one and half. Yeah. And you know, Ron and us, we walked around the stadium. We had a, we had our United flag, and we're chanting the the Os Somos Unidos around the stadium, and their fans are joining in with us chanting with us asking hey what's that chant what does it mean and we're explaining it to him that's really cool you know i've i've always wanted to learn more about a culture yeah and they seemed really interested and uh, treated us very well i i only have we only got i got booed nine times i, I got booed by a group of eight knuckleheads in front of the gift shop <laughs> and what i found funny was the lady working at the gift shop pulled me in and she said that is not how we treat people here in minnesota she's like you she get, you get discount on anything in the store, <laughs> <laughs> right? She just takes Scott over her knee yeah. or something. It was, it was. They were phenomenal. You know, we ended up losing six to one, but the fans didn't trash talk us after the game. Yeah. You know, I had a, I had a fun encounter with a, with a few Hispanics at the game. You know, we have our infamous Polvisito chant that we chant, and I love it. And we were chanting that one of their players went down, and I looked to my, I looked to my right, and they're sitting there and they're laughing. So then Guzman goes down, and then they yell, sombrero, sombrero, and I look over to my right. They point at me, start chanting, pobrecito. <laughs> it was the cool, two great guys. They were fantastic. Had to take a picture with the sombrero. I had to, had to wear a loon's hat. Um, all in all, a great trip. Got to, got to check out Minnesota. You know, I got to do a lot of stuff that, you know, normally wouldn't be able to do, especially like that Colorado trip. Went up there, watched the game, came back the next morning. You really didn't have time. Yeah, I saw like uh, the the Instagram live, and I saw that uh, your father was taking uh, all kinds of video. Did you go on some roller coaster there? Yes, I did. Apparently, at the Mall of America, that place is so huge that uh, there's an amusement park in the middle of it. Yeah. And I said, you know what? To, to heck with it. I'm gonna act. I'm gonna act like a like I am. I'm only 15, so I'm gonna act like I'm 15. And I enjoyed the day, you know. He has a he has a bad back, so he really couldn't couldn't join me. Por uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it was a lot of fun. You know, an experience that I really not 
thought I would never have uh, never have if it wasn't for a team like this. Yeah. And you know, it brings me back to how how grateful we are to have one because you know, we've always wanted something like this. We finally have something. We have the Gladiators. Gladiators, by the way, doing something phenomenal. Yeah. If you haven't seen what the Duke City Gladiators are doing, they are doing something special there. They got they just got promoted. Um, to the I, uh, IFL, which is a league above the CF, uh, CFL, so they're doing really good things. You know, we see the love for Lobo basketball. We've always seen that, um, but I've never seen something to the scale degree of this, to where stuff is flying off the shelves left and right. And you know, I know my dad and I were talking about this: is when we'd see a Lobo sticker on a car, we'd get we'd get pumped up. We see we see that shield on a car now, and we're like, that's something. That we can be proud. That's ours. Yeah. That's no one else's. That's ours. This is our state. This is our team, and it, it's phenomenal. I'm so glad we have something like this, and you know, it, it brings people like us together that love this beautiful game, and cheer for a team that is ours. You know, growing growing up an, an Earthquakes fan, they're they're few few miles away to say the least in San Jose. You really don't have that connection. When you could just drive down to the lab, pay pay thirteen bucks to go sit in the supporter section, you're watching a pro pro soccer game with fifteen thousand other people that love this team. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, you know, like you said, just the way the clubs handled it, the way Peter and the front office have done everything. We talked about it. We talk about it all the time. You know, just the kind the job that they're doing, the public outreach that they're doing, you know, everything, the way that they've built this community and the way that the community just taken to the club has just been phenomenal. Oh yeah, they they did it. They did it their way. They did it something that you would ask someone else, "How would you start a club?" And they would not start how Peter, right. how Peter and Ron started the club. They they think you'd be insane to try and start something like that. <laughs> you know, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I know Kelsey still talked talked about this when she was on Curse Cast a few weeks ago, and when she was on Still Some Time was she was really interested how they would repost stuff that the fans would post on their stories yeah never saw that she was like well i wonder how this went and i think that's what also grows is you're getting the younger fans that's looking down at their phone you get that recognition from a pro soccer team you're gonna be like all right yeah this uh, this is something i can get behind and you know it, it's fun you go to a group of friends have fun i know i, I took a took my buddy nolan a few weeks ago really doesn't like soccer and after the match he was so excited brought my uh, my friend uh dominic pretty same thing love him. he's he's into the team nolan's yeah. into the team and you know you take guys that you know think soccer's stupid like my uh, my baseball coach who who helped send me to minnesota so if coach rakitas is listening i doubt it thank you <laughs> <laughs> but you know you take people that really don't know much about the game and yeah. i say have you been to united game and they say well, I've seen their jerseys with the Meow Wolf, and then you always get the question, what's Meow Wolf? And it's stranger thing on steroids is what I <laughs> can describe it as. And then the second question they asked me is, how can you describe a game? And I said, you can, it's hard to describe a game. You yeah. guys have been to those games. Mm -hmm. It's extremely hard yeah. because, you know, being a Raider fan, you know, you have those notorious fans. Yeah, buddy. You have those notorious fans in the black hole, and it's crazier than a Raider game. Yeah. You know, my uncle sat in the black hole oh, in the seventies and eighties. Uh, yeah, I'm not nicer too. Yeah, uh, I'd rather sit in there than the black hole. But you know, it, it's 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 hard to explain. It truly is. It's it's a party. Yeah. It's all it is. It's ninety minutes of, of fun. 
you have a few hours before the match that's still, you know, your hand ruins hanging out, you know, and it's a family now. Mm -hmm. But we didn't, we didn't even know one, one and another. I know I didn't know you, Seth, a year ago. Yeah. Here we are a year later, we're on a podcast together talking about a team that really, you know, their name United has brought us together. Yeah. And it, it, it's phenomenal. Well, let's jump right in. Let's talk about United. Let, you know, we're going to jump into our Doral Motors Drive Dip recap. First win since May 25th. 2-1 victory over Sacramento on Wednesday night last week. I mean, we've, we've got Chris Weehan get a, got a beautiful goal, and it's not even the best goal of the match. <laughs> not at all. It's really not. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Oh, I know. My boy Brucey finally opened his, opened his account. Tremendous strike. And that just sealed the deal. I mean, looking at the match, we, got, I mean, we didn't have Kavon. I reached out to the club uh, on, the, on the night of the match asked him, where's Kavon? So I heard that I was actually watching his Instagram story. I don't know if you guys watched it, but <laughs> yeah, I watched yeah. it. He was so excited when Bruce scored, man. Oh, that was that was awesome. Yeah. It was hilarious. But he was watching it from home, and I heard that he wanted to be well rested for the El Paso match. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I reached out to the club, and I was told it was a technical decision by by Troy. Mm -hmm. So I mean. Who knows? I mean, I know, you know, looking at the subreddit and looking at Twitter, a lot of folks were concerned that Kevon wasn't in there. Some people were, you know, I saw some questions. Is he, is he, isn't he, is he still suspended? No, he, he wasn't suspended. Mm -hmm. I had to clear that up for a few folks. He already served his suspension, you know, against Fresno. So there were a lot of people questioning what the club would look like. How would we perform without Kevon? Because, you know, he has been the primary target, the primary goal scorer. He's been the guy that's been the most creative so far for us on offense. And watching Chris Weehan throughout the night, he was being decisive. Mm -hmm. He was making runs at that defense, and he was making them work. He was making space get open. And I think that's the best match we've seen from Chris Weehan all year. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I don't. I think it's a it's a good one, but I think that that single bio match was he was pretty good at where too. he had that brace and he was oh, about to get that hat trick yep yeah. that was a great match too we well, did not forget no that. Uh, no yeah, yeah. I, you can't discount that but i'm saying look at because he, here he played the full 90 and look at just how much pressure he put on El, El sacramento we didn't see that same thing during the second during the cinco match this was a much more driven chris Weehan than what we've seen i feel like i'm gonna go stephen a smith here and yet you still gave bruce player of the match absolutely i gave bruce oh, player of the match it was a great let's, strike let's just jump in there now <laughs> you know, i did before we jump into that i see you know being a quakes fan i got to see Weehan, and you know being a lobo fan i got to see Weehan when he was young mm -hmm. and it kind of gave me nostalgia because he looked like that that young Weehan that we saw in san jose for a few matches and he was energetic yeah he was everywhere you know Usually you see something out that like that from a guy like Akamatsu or or uh, or Brucey, but I Rehan was everywhere and it was it was phenomenal. You got got to see Tony Soler play. I, Samson wasn't there either. No, so Ethan wasn't Samson there. Samson yeah. was not there either. He was at home with uh, Kevon Freider. With Kevon Freider yeah. celebrating. Uh, can I just <laughs> say what which what better be the goal of the week? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In case you missed it, uh, Brucey has been nominated for goal of the week. So go out to uslchampionship.com, vote for Brucey, get that in. Last time I checked, when I checked a little while ago, he was at 67% of the vote with around 600 votes in. So it's looking pretty good so far, but, you know. Knock on wood. I, knock on wood. I'm, I'm going to try to get my, uh, my Atlanta United subreddit guys to go out and stuff the ballot box for him a little bit. 
But uh, I mean, it's a well-deserved goal. I mean, again, no disrespect to Chris Weehan, but Brucey came in. He was making the runs that we asked that, that was asked of him. He was decisive in, a, in, a, in his decision making, and he put a tremendous shot that put the nail in the coffin. I'm good with of goal the of the week, but player of the match <laughs> is a hard. That's a hard line. I just yeah. you gotta look. At, like I said, it wasn't easy, and like I said in my article, it's not to take anything away from Chris. Chris had a tremendous match. I just had to give it to Brucey. Oh man! Like I said, game it's like you versus that. Facebook, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, it is. If I have to pick a hill to die on, I will pick this one. I, I, I truly think that Brucey getting that goal in that moment was the moment of the match. He deserved it. And that's all there is to it. What do you think? <sighs> okay. <laughs> Um, my man of the match was Chris Weehan. Don't get me wrong, I really like Daniel Bruce. I really like how he plays that wing, but when I look at it for player of the match, I look at the full 90. Who played more? Who had better, you know, stats about it? Chris Weehan, he played the full game. He did not shut down. He kept going and going and going, and he still wanted to score more than that. He did not give up, but, you know, uh, Daniel Bruce, he had an amazing goal from outside of the 18. And I just have to give it to Chris. He played a much better game for the full 90 minutes. Didn't, didn't Chris Weehan even set up that goal by Daniel yes, Bruce? Yes, he did. So what, how could you... I, I, Tony, Tony got, Tony the, got the, the assist. assist. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the, I'm on, I'm on the Brucey train. <laughs> I mean, Carlos Vela played 90 minutes the other night. He wasn't the man of the match. But, well, I mean, okay. at the end... Cody Mizell played 90 minutes. He wasn't the man of the match. <laughs> no, but so you have Dan. to look at it the way that Chris was playing. He stepped up into Kavon's shoes when Kavon wasn't there at the game. He knew. He's like, okay, we don't have one of, um, one of the players that I have a good connection with, so I have to step up. And he did. No, I get it. Absolutely. Like I said, nothing against Chris Weehan. Chris had a tremendous match. Mm -hmm. He absolutely did. You know, and, there, you know, there, there's no taking it away from, from him. I mean, it, he, like I said, it was probably his best match of the season. I, props to him. He, he went out and he played his heart out. I hope Weehan's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, let me ask you something. Did Michael Jordan win player of the game every year or every, every game? Did he win player of the game every, every every game, Michael Jordan? Who's Michael Jordan on our team, though? No, you're, but you're saying, like, <laughs> compare it. I'm just saying, did Michael Jordan win player of the game? This is like... And he was the top scorer of the Bulls, right, for many years. This is like so Chris Wee, to great. But so, Chris Rehan right. had an amazing game, and I'm on the Brucey train with this one. Without that amazing <laughs> kick, we're, we're knotted up at one. Okay, but that's that doesn't make any sense. Because he's the man of the match. He put us to go ahead. This is like this is like Tony Kukoc, if you want to go back to the 90s, where half our <laughs> listeners are probably wondering who this is. This is like Tony Kukoc. He comes in, and he drains a three, like just a three. Give him right? player of the game. And then you give him player of the game. Yep. Dave Kerr. This, ex this explains <laughs> a lot about the sports you guys watch. I can no longer watch sports with either of you. because well, Nobody wants to watch sports with you anyway. It's so. unrealistic. <laughs> like... You, like, it's not as the thing is it's no. not unrealistic you get even though Chris Weehan put together the performance that he did Brucey's performance came it was what like I said it, it finished off Sacramento I mean his the, his movements his decision making his shot ended it I, I and think, that's worthy cause, of because honestly match. you don't give Tom Brady the MVP you give Adam Vinatieri the MVP because he saved. Don't bring that guy up. Man. <laughs> yeah. bring back this, is, this is what I think is crazy about this explanation, and I'm gonna I'm gonna frame it like this. 
Seth is a Bruce fan. I'm a Madden fan, but you don't see me giving Madden player of the game because he played 90 minutes in a game and passed the ball around. Okay, hold on, wait, wait, wait. So that's a... Wait, but you he have two score arguments. Nine plays 90 minutes, didn't get man of the match. Okay. Set, sets up the goal, though. He actually scored a goal. Madden didn't score any goals. Yeah, Madden didn't do anything. Without Madden, Bruce, Madden he's, played, without Bruce he's amazing kick. He did everything kick. he could do, right? He did everything he could do. Without him putting his foot on that ball and not going in the net, so he could have passed that ball. So he could have. What if? What if he did pass that ball? What if Weehan didn't make his goal? Then it's a one-one game, and who gets player of the match? Cody Mizell because he played ninety minutes and he kept and he kept the ball out of the get the goal for the rest of the time. I'm getting comments coming in saying that Bruce is the man of the match. Mm-hmm. All right, it is your cell phone. You're texting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing we all have to remember about this: it's all subjective. You know, we all have our own personal opinions about who did it. And like, and like I said, I gave pray I praise Weehan. In my article, give, give him goal of the night, but player of the match. It's it's a tie, bro. I'm sorry, I don't think you can get it. But we want to hear some comments or feedback from folks listening hey, in about hey, Seth, why you yeah. think. You know what's amazing about Army Toy? What's that? Watch this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could turn that down now anytime <laughs> I want to. So yeah. I, I think we'll just have to agree to disagree here. I mean, it's 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 you against the world, baby. Hey, I will die on this hill. Bruce I can't see it. you. You're so far up on that hill. <laughs> I'll take it. You know, it, it was a tremendous match. There's, we've got to take some momentum from this going forward. You know, like I said, first win since May 25th. We come off an eight-match road trip. Now we did have the friendly against Cardiff City, but that's not necessarily a home match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that built helped lead into this with the movements that we saw, with the players that we saw. I mean, we saw Tony Soler get some match time against Sacramento. I thought Soler absolutely deserved it after the Cardiff match, with the way he played there. I felt Salih deserved the shot that he got against Sacramento. And so we saw guys that stepped up and played their hearts out and, and, you know, Wednesday night against Sacramento. Akamatsu. Kenny, oh, Kenny was incredible. You, know, you, you can't give enough praise. I don't think I saw a bad performance from any of the guys Wednesday night. And that's just even you know, being unbiased. I don't think any of them really had a bad night no. as, far as, as far as that goes. Now you got to look at the, the amount of pressure that Sacramento put on our back four during that during the second half, especially when they were trying to get that go-ahead goal. And Cody and the guys in the back, you know, uh, Suggs, uh, Tete, you know, they they did not falter. Schmidt, I mean, just the defensive effort was incredible. You know, and I got to say that this uh, recent back line has been one of the best so far. Mm-hmm. I feel like them four are really clicking and connecting, and our defensive line with them, you can tell it's a whole lot better. Yeah. And I did miss seeing Tate out there. Yeah. I was wondering when he was going to get back. I think Josh uh, Suggs has been just a huge, uh, almost addition, basically. Mm-hmm. Because, his energy. Yeah, his energy, his, his leadership out there. You know, he was out for, what was it, five weeks, six weeks? Yeah. Uh, he, he, he was out with the injury, and having him come back, it's made a world of difference. And that's nothing against the, the, the four that we're putting mm-hmm. out there while in his absence, but there's just such a different level of play, a different level of cohesiveness that, like you talked about, these guys know what each other is going to do. They can read each other's movements, and mm-hmm. Josh's ability to move the ball around and make reads of the opponents and you know what like I said where they're going to be and in that counter he can get that ball up the pitch in a hurry if we need him to and I, like I said I think defensively we're starting to turn that corner 
You know, coaches, you know, Chris, we've heard coach say, you know, we want, we've got to find a way to win those one goal matches. You know, there's a one nil, you know, one, two, two, one matches. We've got to find ways to win those and be happy with that. You know, we're not going to see the three nil, four nil wins all the time. There are three, you know, three mm-hmm. goal wins. And so I think this is something that the club can really build off of going forward. What do you guys think about that? Uh, yeah, the club definitely has to replicate what they're doing against Sacramento. I mean, where it's really going to be critical is uh, when they play Phoenix Rising or some of the other teams that are in the top uh, tier of the table. If if you look at, like we've talked about in previous weeks, if you look at just the way it was played before, I mean, hats off to the club for going into championship caliber teams' uh, houses and putting up the points and never trailing in the match. But now, the second half of the season... You look at Phoenix Rising. I mean, they're they've won eleven straight. You know, and it's ridiculous, right? And it and it is, but it's the only cr- by getting people drunk. <laughs> well, but okay, the LAFC thing kind of helps too. It's crazy. But, here, but here's here's the thing that's crazy about it, though, right? Is that they've won eleven, and you got to wonder, like, between now and September, like, who is it that's going to knock them off their train? I mean, they have not only they're not only are they hitting with having three guys that are their leading three goal scorers on the team. But then they've also gone to the market and picked up quality players for the back third. So now it's going to be like, who gets lucky and gets a 1-0 victory on them? Because someone did get a 1-0 victory on them this season, right? Mm-hmm. There was someone who, who won. I don't know if it was Portland. I'll go look it up. Okay, talking. check it out. Yeah. But, you know, nonetheless, that team is going to come through New Mexico. And... You know, as much as we're seeing our team try to get in a form with defending leads and being able to put up the second goal is, you know, are they currently doing enough to be able to battle what is a very hot Phoenix Rising team? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I feel like, you know, there's only so much a human body can do. And, you know, this... Hot streak in the dog days of summer. It's phenomenal for the standings. Great for the points. But how are their legs going to be later in the later in the season against against squads like us? I don't know if they play Austin Bold one more time this they year. They do. They still have Austin. Austin Austin Bold is is another great club too. You know, and they beat them six 0 last time. You know, but how are they? How are they going to f- f- fare? Pardon me. How are they going to fare against squads like that? in the later months, you know, when when it matters, when you're in the top five trying to host a playoff game. Yeah. So Phoenix did lose to Austin Bold uh, back in April 1-0. Yeah. And then they did beat, they went back and beat Austin 6-0 on the 19th of July. So they'll, if they play each other again, it will be in the playoffs. So the Bold match where, Phoenix, where Austin Bold beat uh, Phoenix was in Austin, right? Yes. This was back before we beat them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was back way back in April, but you know, yeah, it's. But you know, let's you know what? Let's, let's look forward a little bit. Let, let's we'll, we'll go ahead and call that our Dral Motors revved up recap right there. Let's look forward. You know, what are we gonna do this week? We've got two matches this week. We've got El Paso on Wednesday. Finally back at the lab after after, after eight matches. I know, right? I've been Finally. saying it, it's about time. I miss everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, El Paso's coming in. They're they haven't been playing well, much like we did for the past two months. El Paso is now is currently on a six-match winless streak. 
In that time, they've been shut out four times, and they've only scored two goals in six matches. Now, they have been without Kiesewetter. They've been out without Yuma. They've been out. They've been without um, Logan Ketterer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've had a lot of guys out on injury. The Intoko uh, has been out as well. Now, all, all of those guys are expected to be back this week. Ketterer, I'm not sure about, but I know at least Kiesewetter, Yuma, and Intoko are all set to be back this week. I supposedly heard that Keith Sweater was out for the rest of the season. So no, no, I don't know. No, no, no that's that's their fullback Jerome. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's different. That's different. They've got two guys. They've got Jerome Keith Sweater, and then they've got fullback. Oh, Jerome. okay. Yeah, their fullback okay. is out for the season. Uh, but yeah, Keith Sweater is is scheduled to be back. Scheduled to be back. Velasquez made his debut last week. You know, their new signing. Uh, you know, he's been out of play for a few months. It was his first action because he just uh, came over from South Korea. So he hadn't been really been playing for a few months. You know, is he fully match fit at this point? Probably not. I mean, looking at all the guys they have coming back, what do we think is going to happen on Wednesday night? I think mean, last time we played it was two-two. Yuma and Moar both got sent off. We were on the we were on the downswing of both of those goals, though too. Yeah, uh, what you have to look at in that game, if you remember, or you know. I just said game. Ooh, it, it's match, right? Match. But <laughs> as based upon the uh, United article that just came out. Um, so what we have to look at that, that match is what were the things that El Paso did well? Uh, they had great passing accuracy in United's half uh, in, in very tight spaces. United played loose. They weren't very tight on any of that sort of coverage. So they left spaces open. So that allowed uh, Locomotive to pass around. Already, Locomotive is serving crosses into the box. That's already a part of their game, right? So, yep. so giving them space and serving balls into the box allows for chances to be created, which they took, right? Um, look at Kiesewetter's goals. I mean, his goals were essentially he had a header for one, right? And then the first one, the other one was just basically ball went across the line and he just notched it in. You know, nice and easy, yeah. Right, so to me, like United has to, they have to win the ball up high. Mm-hmm. They can't allow the ball to even get into the defensive third. And what's your thoughts on that, Seth? I mean, it, we've got to do better. I mean, at the time we were still figuring out our, our defense. We weren't necessarily playing well. I mean, yeah, Kisa better got the got the brace. I mean, our goal scores were Ryan Williams and Sam Hamilton. The first time we played. Which is good, too, because of the fact that you can always count on clutch. Like, Ryan Williams was sent in, and he was clutch. Oh, yeah. And that that's what we thats what we need out of those we, guys we, that come we in. We those unsung heroes, you know. So. I mean, El Paso dominated time of possession. They dominated dual successes. Uh, they were well ahead on interceptions. I mean, they just, they flat out outplayed us in that match. 17 shots, 6 on target. I mean, it... 515 passes to 401. I, we did not play well in that match, but somehow we managed to come out with the draw in Austin. Or I'm sorry, in El Paso. And we came out with the draw because they couldn't finish. Yeah. Because they definitely on the stat on the stat sheet had the shots they had on what was on frame. I mean, all the numbers pointed to a much high scoring game for them. Like it should have probably been like four to them at least. Oh yeah. Easily. I mean, they even they even looking at the stats here, they even had ten shots inside the box. 
Right? That's not something that we see a lot of against the United, our United Club. You know, we, we see a lot of us forcing the issue, you know, getting them outside, getting them uncomfortable. But that just shows me that they found a way to really break into what our defense was trying to do there in the defensive third. If they expose, if they could expose us the way Minnesota did, then they'll have a lot of opportunities to get in the back third. Um, do you, does match fitness play play uh, play into the outcome here? I mean, we, like I said, they've got a lot of guys. Coming well, they're back coming back, but they had that time to rest. You know, whereas we just had a match. Well, yes. So. Our, we had a match a week ago, but again, these guys, have been, how much have they really been training? Have they been going full bore for the past week, weeks, week? Did they just start training again the past few days? We don't really know. I think I mean, they're going to be chilling in Club Med because look at the we, temperature how difference. Long, we, how long did it take Devin to come back from his injury to play a full 90? Several weeks, right? Right. Yeah. How, long has it taken, how long did it take Josh? Three, to four, three weeks, right? From the first time he came back. Yeah. So, I mean, looking at these guys, especially like Kiesewetter, a guy who needs service and is going to try to make runs at the defense, is he going to have the match fitness to go to the full 90 to really make an impact on the match? I don't think that they're going to use him a full 90, but I, I, I think to say that he's not going to be some sort of a threat. I mean, go back to the original match. I mean, the guy was lacing in and out behind the, the back third. and it's We have guys, okay... If, if you have Manny Padilla in, there's some speed right there. You got Suggs in, there's some speed right there. But, you know, for our more indomitable defensive players, if the ball gets up and they're playing the ball on and then have the speed burst, that's that's danger. Yeah. And I think that when you have a team that plays in the air, which is not only El Paso, Austin Bold plays in the air too. Mm-hmm. And as you've mentioned in, in many weeks, and we've seen this, United does not have much advantage when it comes to aerial duels. We do not have the sort of height advantage for that, unless you have a ton of Devons all over the field. Or and Sam Hamilton, that dude's right. lengthy. Or, yeah. yeah. What, I think that he's our tallest player, is Sam Hamilton. And you know, that's a gift and a curse for him sometimes. You know, we've seen that. We saw that in the match against El Paso. Mm-hmm. You know, right, right uh, almost let a go-ahead goal right in before halftime in that match if I do believe so mm-hmm. came back ended up making up for it but you know we need I feel like we can't let them play have us play to them and that's how I felt I it felt really weird that match against El Paso I didn't it, it didn't it didn't feel right from a fan standpoint because you're used to this fast-paced offense of United making sure it's run their way and teams playing to them but we were playing right into El Paso's hands. I didn't feel comfortable at all, and I think that was their point. I could only imagine how the players felt. Yeah. You know, I bet they felt uncomfortable. But another thing you have to take into advan- into account is it's a, you're playing in Albuquerque now. You know, El Paso, that, yeah. that eighth knot, that's, that's a loud group. They're intimidating, but... Oh, those plastic we, fans? Oh, yeah, those pla- the, the You know, the fans Here that... Here comes the banter. Yeah. <laughs> the fans that made a TIFO belt our supporter section instead of the team themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Those guys. You know, but I feel like it's a different atmosphere. We haven't... A lot of people weren't able to go to that Cardiff City game. Yeah. And they're going to be able to go to this match Wednesday. And Albuquerque and New Mexico in general, 
against El Paso has always been a big thing. Do we break uh, thirteen thousand? Do we think we break thirteen thousand for a midweek this week? I think we're going to get fourteen. I believe you think so. so? Yeah. I, I haven't heard any numbers yet, so because I, you're I, also going to get those fans from El Paso yeah. coming up, and you know. Let me ask you this: I heard some, I saw some, some, some complaints on Twitter about our front office pushing their their section back a few rows. Okay, let's talk about that. Um, I don't want to give, but I just want to kind of see, like, just give him a hanky, let him cry <laughs> about it. Well, you, you, pobrecito. <laughs> oh yeah, they just need to get over it. Really, I mean, it's, you're two rows back. I mean, they're complaining they, about ticket prices. They're complaining about their their seats being pushed back. Yeah, because they're used to everything being pesos over there. So, like, of course <laughs> they're gonna complain. Can, can we just say where they stuck us for that match in El Paso? We had to lean over the railing to yeah. see Ryan Williams' goal. You know, yeah. also terrible place to seem to watch a baseball game there too. Yeah. I don't know why we'd have it. Their, se- their, their seats here seem to be pretty good to you me. Don't, I mean, I, if yeah, you've ever sat up are, there, yeah, yeah they're those sitting, are great seats. They're sitting good. I mean, like if you okay, if you give them the equivalent of a fifteen dollars seat, right? Because I mean, the tick. I bought a ticket to that. Do they want to sit on the berm? Well, here's the thing, right? Because that's that's you that. You can go right? water it for a But I don't know how much the match was for El Paso going out there. If, like if I bought the same section. How much the ticket was, yeah. Other than what what we paid for it, um, but what I hear about it, about why they're moved back, was more or less just for probably their own safety. And the reason why is because if they're sitting in a spot that's like right up on United fans, and you you know throw in a yeah. few other factors, you know, and some people are sour. I mean, because I saw a match like. When Portland was here, and Portland's oh fans, came, and Portland's fans came here, and I saw tons of United fans just totally, totally, kind of just talk all kinds of crap to these Portland fans. It's only three of them. It's like a mom, a dad, and like a, and her kid. I and, know who you're talking. They they right. came and sat in the curse for a little bit too. They were great people, by right. the way. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so so to me, I think that they do it just to kind of keep the peace and. Eighth notch may, and the supporters may not understand that because maybe that much wasn't kind of put it's, out there. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I hope that look for ninety minutes. I don't like you. For ninety minutes, I hope you lose. I hope your team <laughs> goes down as trash. And then after ninety minutes, let's have a beer. Let's 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 talk about exactly. the game. If we don't win, like guess what? The banter still rides on. Yep. It still rides on. You know. We'll so, never stop. Yeah. Especially right, since we got farther in the Open Cup than they did. They, <laughs> lo- they lost to your Flamingo, so. <laughs> this is why I became a Flamingos fan, man. Anyone that's going to beat my enemy is like my friend. The now. enemy <laughs> of my enemy is my friend. Right. Yeah. But right, hey, let look. me, before you roll in, let me, I just want to make an announcement, if that's okay. Go for it. All right. So the winner of our contest, and I've already posted yeah. this onto the story of Instagram, is Sarai Torres. And so she was the... The lone entry uh, for our <laughs> for our match day pictures contest on our Instagram. So she's going to win a pair of tickets to the match on Wednesday, and I'm also going to throw in some su- surprise swag uh, for her. Um, and so uh, we thank you for that, my other boy uh, Dan. He had entered it just to kind of promote us, you know, just to have a little fun. So that was cool. But uh, we hope that you guys ultimately just. Um, just participate in some of these contests. We got some good things kind of coming up, and you know, some things might be ticket giveaways, and other things might be other other goodies in the in the works. But uh, we thank you so much, Sarai. Congratulations again. DM us for details, 
and uh, we'll get you we'll get you situated. Yeah, congratulations! Can't wait to see you at the the biggest match of the year. Yes, congratulations to our winner. So let's put a pin on the El Paso talk. But before we do that, let's go around. Let's get our first score predictions. Carlos, we'll start with you. Well, I guess you all know who who's going who I'm going to pick to win the match. <laughs> um, Austin, right? Oh, Austin, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll have a uh, Tacoma win that match Tacoma, too. Okay, yeah, we'll have to Tacoma Defiance winning. Uh, no, <laughs> have United. Uh, I think it's that defense. You know, is going to look a lot better. They've gelled a lot better, like you were mentioning, and yeah. you know, with Suggs back, I see a very defensive game on United's half. I see Santi getting getting going again. You know, okay. I see I see a goal by Santi. I see Dev. You know, scoring one, and I. I say 3-1 in favor of the good guys from Three, New Mexico. 3-1, all right. Alicia? Uh, I'm going to give it 3-0 on United, yes. Okay, Chris? Ooh, man. You know what's crazy is last week I listened to Seriously Loco uh, podcast, okay, because, you know, we subscribe to those guys. And yeah. I subscribe. I subscribe to the guys because I know the guy who runs it, and we kind of, <laughs> we go back and forth, right? So, I, I mean, they have some good stuff, but... I was surprised. Like two of their people over there was like, "Oh yeah, you know, two one, two nil." And then Phil, the main guy, is like, after everything he said online, after every way that he has touted his team, he was like, "I think it's one one." And I was so <laughs> disappointed because I was like, "Here you are, just trying to, you just want to have a point, like, you know, and you, you like you want to just give us one at home." Well, so props to Phil for not being a homer. He look. You know, we got people in this room that give score lines against the United team, and I can't think that we would win every team, every game. <laughs> we got Josh over here who just loves to just give it to the other team every time he can. We got Seth who plays his, like, heel. He'll, he'll sometimes he'll be with them on the, on the same score line, and then other times he won't. So, so now I'm faced with this hard decision, hmm. right? The decision. The decision. I'm All right, LeBron. Let's hear it. <laughs> I like to I take my talents to Albuquerque. <laughs> I like to take my talents to Albuquerque. Please, the Lobos need help. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna state my case this way, okay? All right, Bruce looked good. I don't remember what his play style was in El Paso if he was even in the 18 at that time. No, no. Nope. Okay, he wasn't right. There were still nope. visa issues. Yep. Okay, so Bruce is in. Kenny wants that goal. Okay, I personally got. An email from Troy during the week, and he had some good things to say about Kenny. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say two nil, United. Okay, Josh. Sombrero man took my my prediction. Um, <laughs> I have to change it now because you know we we. Can... I'm gonna say two one us. Two one. Okay. You know, I th I believe I was right last week on my prediction. Uh, no, it was we were right. We you were you right, jumped yeah. in after that. Right? <laughs> we were both right. Hopped <laughs> on. So I mean, El Paso is going to be a tough match. I mean, I know they're pushing the Rio Grande Derby. I'm sorry, I think it's a terrible name. It is. I, you can push this as a rivalry all you want. Like I said earlier, or, you know, I. What would be your I, name suggestion for for a rivalry? Because they had Camino del Real, uh, Copa de Camino del Real, and it was pretty cool too. Uh, that's better. Yeah. But I mean, you gotta come up with something. The Margarita like Cup, man. Margarita <laughs> Cup. <laughs> both Mexico. Battle both, for the border. Both, yeah, that? battle for the border. Mexico. <laughs> what, what do you got? Something like. What do you got? What do you got? I mean, 
honestly, it's just as well as Battle for the Border, you know, where the I-25 showdown. Well, they're not, yeah. they're not I-25. They're I know, I, they're close I-10 enough. versus I-25, like... It's close enough, you know. Like, I say margaritable. Yeah, you know, get some Jimmy Buffett yeah. going on. But. Social media contest question: What would you rename this rivalry? I just think it's a terrible name. Like I understand it, I just think it's terrible. Billy but, the Kid Darby. And honestly, I think I, I think Phoenix is a much bigger rival than these guys. I really do. And people can hate on that all they want. I've seen hate on that before. But Phoenix is the much bigger rival right now. You know, and I agree with you with that. With that. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, you see the competition is way bigger over there in Phoenix. Yeah. Like, when I went down to Phoenix, <clears throat> it was kind of intimidating to wear my kit down there. We got, I got kind of scared, like, what if they talk crap about us? Yeah. And, I, like, my comeback would be like, oh, hey, how far did you make it in the Open Cup? Yeah. But then they could come back with something else. And I'm like, okay, just stop. We've been longer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like the competition there, it's there for Phoenix. All right. So, I mean, if my prediction, I mean, yeah, Keith Sabetter's back. I don't think he necessarily makes a huge impact. Yuma's back. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get sent off again. Um, you know, it's... I like our chances. I really do. I think we're, we're better than El Paso. I think... I think it's going to be 2-1. I think uh, it is. Oh, you're on yeah. Josh's scoreline. Uh, just you know, we, hey, no one says we have to have different score lines. So you know, it, just when just when you come back, make sure you like give this man like a handshake. <laughs> well, because I don't want to pull a Price is Right the guy, you know, and yeah. just be like two point five, yeah. <laughs> nine zero, <laughs> one dollar. So, all right, I know we've got a break scheduled, uh, but real quick, let's get in the Austin Bowl, uh, the Saturday match, uh, Meow Wolf Night, first ever. Uh, you know, first I think it's the like twenty five hundred fans that show up in costume get a. Get a limited edition flag. Can I say something yeah, about Meow Wolf Night? So today I was scrolling through Facebook and they sneak peeked a Meow Wolf Night jersey. Yeah. What do you guys think about it? That kit. I hope that kit's on sale permanently, like a permanent third kit. I think that would be awesome. Really looking forward to that. I'm gonna have to get my hands on one of those. And I was watching the news and Peter said that they'll only be wearing it for the uh, this Saturday. Yeah. I hope that's not true. I hope they keep wearing it because it looks cool from what they see. I, I know. I know. On Twitter, they did say it would be available for sale. So hopefully. Here's here's what I got to thinking though, right? In order to get the Meow Wolf Day flag or Meow Wolf Day flag, right? Yeah. You have to be full costume. So, oh, so I got, I'd get a flag. So I got to think. <laughs> so, I got, so I got to think this. Does that kit come out? And they're like, we're going to sell it right before Friday so we can get all these folks wearing the kit, right? Because it's a good way to indulge the, pri- the, the yeah. sale. Mm-hmm. And then you're wearing the jersey. And because you are, it's technically Meow Wolf. Dressed and then up. you get the flag because, you know, they got to make it easy for us. Yeah. Right? yeah. So Not everyone can wear a sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> right. So last time out, we beat Austin Bowl 3-1. Uh, Santi had a brace. Okuga did have an own goal for Austin. They gave us a 3-1 advantage. And they did have Garcia sent off in the 72nd. Uh, Austin Bold, of course, they are still ahead of us in the standings. Uh, they have been playing well. Not necessarily great, but they have been playing well. Uh, at least well enough to you know, jump up ahead of us. Um, I mean, is there anything that we really want to jump into on this? or do we... It's the return of El Matador. El Matador. <laughs> That's where he was born, right, right. there. We keep, we keep saying, yeah. you know, is Santi coming back? Like, yeah. The yeah, one-man yeah. wrecking crew from yeah. Mordez, Spain. Yeah. He, you know, he, he took that shot the other night that we've all been wanting him to see. Exactly. He, he made that run across the top of the box and took that shot. 
uh, that's what we want to see from him. Don't yeah. forget he also scored in that Open Cup match against Minnesota United. He did, yes. Yeah. So Greatest I, goal in United history. Yeah. I mean, they're 3-2-0 in their last five. They're three points up on us currently. We have a chance to, if we win both matches this week, we would be three up on Austin and sitting back in fourth place. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's going to be another big night. I think hopefully we'll break... Uh, Ticket sales records again, hopefully, or at least you know, be up there anyway. And what are your, what are your thoughts on score lines? I'm gonna be bold about my prediction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say three one is three one. Okay. Uh, Ladies first. Two nil. Two nil. Okay. Man, back to back shots. Liking it. That, that'd be nice, Chris. Well, since I like my coffee bold. Uh, you can't take my joke. Oh, my God. Bad joke one, Chris zero. <laughs> <laughs> so one nil, I think, would be his prediction. Hey, hey, dad jokes and I ain't got no kids. Uh, so check it out. I'm going to have to say three. Three, two. Three, two. Okay. Three, two. You're giving bold a lot of credit there. All right, Carlos. Uh it pains me to say that I'm going to be like that, that guy from El Paso. I, I say we only get one point out of it. I say it's one-one. Okay, one-one. I say it's one-one. You know, Austin, they're they're a hard they're a hard squad. You know, yeah. and you know I follow them. They're great great social media account too. So and they they put in a they put in a lot of work, and I, I only see us getting one point out of that. And that that's going to be it's going to be tough to get any points out of a, a team like that. You yeah. know, So, but. Yeah, no, I agree. It's definitely gonna be a tough match, and I mean, I, I'm actually gonna go against the against, against the group here. I'm gonna say Austin Bull to actually come out on top, one two. Oh, you're pulling the Josh oh, maneuver. Shoot. I like oh. it. I just I think they pick will. the other team to win, so that way we do win. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse psychology. They've been they've been playing a lot better than we have of late, and you can't deny that. You can, you can't look past it. You know they've got a very good very talented club, and they're capable of winning on any given night. Man, I guess it does make sense that Bruce was the player of the match. Now that you say it this way, oh, <laughs> I'm just being I'm just being real here. That's all there is to it. I mean, are you being real, Monarchs here? Who? So, what? Cut it out, dude! Oh, I'm man. turning right. your mic down. That is. <laughs> oh man, that, that's just ten. the team that almost two. killed the bird. <laughs> Bad jokes too, Chris Nill. Full time. Let's move on from this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for our, for this segment of our show. We're going to go to a quick break, and I believe we've got a ad lined up from Doral Motors. Is that correct, Josh? Yep. All right. We'll be back in just a few minutes, guys.
Welcome back to We Are Secret Strike Podcast. Here are your hosts, Seth and Chris. Thanks, Josh, for that. We are back, and we've got, you guys missed it during the break. We were discussing my, my uh, man of the match uh, from last week again, and, you know, it's, we're just going to agree to disagree here. We're, we're just going to have to, and, you know, Josh, you were telling us earlier, we got some text about, about this on our text line, so let's jump right into our full-time fan Q&A, brought to you, of course, by Roadrunner Law Firm. Josh, what you got for us? This will be good. Okay. <laughs> you know our usuals. Egan is texting in. I always have to go him first because he's uh, he's up at 3 o'clock in the morning listening to us. Egan, what's going on, buddy? From where, Josh? From England. He is from England. He's a big United fan. Good. Um, he says, Chris, cut it out with the jokes. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I have a 98-year-old dad whose jokes, he, you probably get a laugh out of him. But for us, normal people, cut it out. I will win you over, Egan. I will win you over. Uh, he was the same guys. Uh, two big games this week. Um, I'll be watching them both um, here in the pubs. I uh, can't wait to see the United wear those Meow Wolf jerseys uh, that I saw on Facebook today. I will personally put in a bid if they ever put those things on auction. I already put. Uh, I want to start the bid at five Gs. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's do it. Uh, Emilio texting in. He says, um, man, man of the match is hard to describe, especially how well everyone played uh, in last week's game. But I give the upper hand to Weehan. Uh, I agree with Chris, uh, Chris that without the setup, uh, Brucey wouldn't have been able to make the goal. So, Chris, I, I will go with you on this one, Booyah. that Weehan was the man of the match. Um, he says, guys, quick question for Sombrero Man. He says, how do you, um, where can we see you um, on your social medias? Do you have a personal Facebook, uh, uh, Instagram for Sombrero Man, or, or are you just personally like your name self? So I only have Instagram. That's the best way to reach me. Um, it's kind of uh, at Real Sombrero Man 04 uh, okay. on Instagram is the best way to reach me. You know, and that's the only social media I have. So find find me there. You know, give me a follow. I post a lot of. You know, New Mexico content, you know, and I also represent my teams from the Bay Area too. So, I I give updates on the Oakland A's, you know, who hopefully acquire a, a big name pitcher named Noah Syndergaard and take him away from your Braves. <laughs> Doubtful, um, but I post a lot of stuff, you know, and I I'm really proud of this state. So follow me there if you're you love the team and you're you love this state pretty much. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> we have a, a question, question from Christine. She is from Rio Rancho. She asking, uh, Sombrero Man, why the Sombrero Man? What made you think of wearing a sombrero to the game? And how did it just come together so, with your name? So it's a, it's a very sentimental story. So my, uh, my great-grandfather, his, uh, his name was Frank. Uh, he passed away 10 years. It's been 10 years now. But uh, he always had this red sombrero in his room. And no one ever used it. And so I, I said, you know what? The Lobos just had made the, the New Mexico Bowl against UTSA. And I said, I'm going to wear it. You know, what's the worst that can happen? UNM won, the, UNM won the bowl game. And I said, you know what? This is something. It's my good luck charm. And I started wearing it to the uh, Lobo football games. Started gaining traction. And it really picked up at the, when the uh, Topes changed their name to the Mariachis. And I'd wear it there, you know, I got on the news a lot, got interviewed a lot, and then just by, just by chance I met a Troy and Peter at the, at the game, and at that first match it took off, and it, it's, it's, it's a fun ride, I love it, you know. And so I, 
I really enjoy it. You know, I do it because I feel like it's it represents us as a whole. You know, and I, it's part of my culture. I love it. You know, being being Hispanic and I I display it how I choose to display it. You know, some people might find it offensive, but that's again their choice. But I display it how I think is is proper. You know, I wear the the New Mexico flag, you know, and doesn't just re represent the state, represents the, the people of the Zia Pueblo, you know, who don't get enough credit for creating creating our beautiful flag. And I, I do it to also represent them. And I, I do it I do it mostly for, you know, my ancestors who have who have been in the state of New Mexico since uh, 1540. You know, we, we've been we've been stuck here. It's like we're cursed. You know, it's kind of ironic. I sit in this cursed section then. And you know we we've been here since 1540, founding families, and you know I do it because their legacy continues to live on through me. I feel like. Well, that's very cool. Thank you to Emilio and he said Christine yeah. for the question. Christine, yes. Christine, I think it's the first time for Christine. Mm -hmm. So thank yep. you for texting yeah. in, guys. Right on. All right. So this is a question for all of us, and they didn't leave a name. Um, so this is a question for all of us: If you can go to any stadium to watch any game, NFL, MLS. Um, any game, who would it be and why? I think we've had similar questions to this in the past, but thank you for the question, uh, anonymous, whoever yeah. you may be. Uh, for me, like, and I got, I got, I got to pimp out my Everton oh love my here. God. You're like the only Everton fan in New Mexico. There's two of us. Thank you very much. You and your brother. There are more Cardiff fans in no, New Mexico yeah. than <laughs> Everton. No, if you watch the Colorado uh, Colorado Springs match, there was a guy up in the uh, up in the stands wearing an Everton kit. I said, "There's two of us. There's so two. there's two of us in New Mexico." You guys should go. You guys should go find a sports bar in New Mexico, or like an Albuquerque, and start an Everton club. Where there's two, there's probably going to be two more. Probably, I, our, right? our, my boy, our boy Tyler. You know, he's got the he's got the Spurs, the New Mexico Spurs uh, now. So I'm hoping that I'd like to maybe you know get an Everton club out here or fan club out here one day. I but no, see that. so Everton's getting a new stadium. And they've got this app out now called the People's. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, it's called uh, the People's Project. That's the name of the app you can find on the, on iOS and Android. And you can go in and get a view from anywhere in the stadium of what your view is going to look like. So when that place opens, that's where I'm going to be. I would love to go see that. Like you can, like you can go on the app. You can say, you know, you know, look at the from the east end, the upper tier. Like you can just go around and see what the stadium is going to look like. And how it's going to look that, once that, that thing's beautiful. built. Oh yeah, it's, and it's right on the water side. It's right on the right on the docks there. I can't wait. Stop! You're going to make Josh an Everton fan next. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I'm a Chelsea. Are, I'm a Chelsea fan. We so. are the people's uh, club. So. Uh, yeah. Boo! <laughs> All right, who's next? <laughs> oh, go ahead. So, uh, being a baseball fan, being a baseball fanatic, you know, there's those those three cathedrals when it comes to baseball: of Fenway Park, Wrigley Field, and of course. Yankee Stadium, you know, <laughs> when, you know when, where New York City FC also plays too. Yeah. Um, but if anything, you know, that beautiful new stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, where the uh, the mighty Oakland Raiders <laughs> Raiders oh. the Raiders are going to start playing. I would love to go see that stadium. You know, Half the Raider fans can't even go, bro. They're going to be on probation. Oh. <laughs> I've been to Fenway. Fenway is just a beautiful park. Yeah, Fenway yeah. is very nice. I've, I've always wanted to go there, you know. It, it's awesome. We took a tour. It's really cool. Nice. Nice. Alicia? You know, I don't really have a stadium I'd want to visit, but one of my dreams for a game is the Champions League's final. 
I've always wanted to yeah. do that. Or and actually, speaking of a stadium, I do want to visit the Real Madrid stadium. Okay. Yeah. Just leave the past behind them, okay? Just don't worry about Atletico anymore. 7-3. <laughs> man, I'm going to have to go with my man Sombrero Man here, and we're going to have to I'm gonna have to say with the new Oakland Coliseum. The new... The new Oakland Coliseum the new Oakland in Las Co Vegas. Are you talking about the Oakland A's new stadium too? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm talking about the, the... Sorry, the new Oakland Coliseum. The Las Vegas Raiders Stadium. That's what I'm talking about. And while I'm out there, I go visit my homeboy, Carson Merck. And, uh, you know, I'll have rooms. I'll have a, a free room for the night. <laughs> if he's interested in one more, I'll take a long. Hey, man, he'll, take, he'll take you, man. He'll take you. Josh, you got anywhere? I got two places I want to visit. Okay. Um, one might actually be coming true this year. Um, I want, always wanted to see Notre Dame Stadium. Oh, yeah. Um, the Lobos are going to be playing down there for football. Um, go Lobos. I know, I know they're going to get slaughtered, but it'd nothing. be nice just to <laughs> – Sit there and start chanting Rudy, Rudy. So many people like think I'm an idiot for chanting that. Second place would be Cameron Indoor Stadium, where the Duke Blue Devils play basketball. There you go. Ugh. I think that would be just the most amazing time, especially against like North Carolina. Go Tar Heels. I mean, I think we're all sports fans here. I think we could probably sit here and just name 10, 15 stadiums, mm -hmm. arenas off the top of our head that we would love to visit at some point. Mm -hmm. The pit. <laughs> A lot, a lot of people have put that on their list yeah, the to pit. see the pit. Um, next question is for Alicia. Um, she, this is a, uh, a Catherine, I'm guessing. She mistyped it or something. She says, now that you're in a room full of guys, how do you feel that you have to empower yourself to make sure that your voice is heard over these these guys, especially some of these bad jokes that we've been hearing tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Catherine. I really appreciate your fandom. <laughs> She's just like, um, no, I've been loving uh, the articles in Spanish. Are, are you the one that does that? Keep it up if you are. Um, I teach a Spanish class, and that's what we read every week now is um, the articles. Yeah. Oh, that's, cool. that's, so awesome. that's so cool. So she wants to know if you're the one responsible, and uh, she just wants to know how you feel being in a room full of guys. <laughs> no, um, I am behind those articles in Spanish, and I'm glad to hear that somebody is reading them and putting them out for other people to see them. It really warms my heart to see that. And being in a room full of guys, <laughs> it, well, it's not that weird. Like, my childhood, I was always friends with the guys. I feel like I've gotten better along with them. But, you know, being empowering, like she said, it's, it's easy. It's <laughs> just you guys. <laughs> We're pushovers. <laughs> Um, we have, um, let's see here, Stephanie in San Jose. Yeah, uh, baby. There you go. She, she went to the game. She, yeah, she went to the game. The match. She said, I loved it. Love, uh, love both teams. Uh, of course, I had to support both. Um, but it was great to see Brucey's kick. I would have to give him out of the match. Just to see thank his, you, Stephanie. Just yeah, to see his, uh, his excitement when he scored was just amazing. I know he's... One of the smallest on the on the on the field and on the pitch, but you got to give it to the man. He's always been the one that nobody really talks about. But it was good to see him just celebrate his pure excitement, knowing that he got the goal that put away the game. Uh, Sacramento fans were even talking about him at the game, saying that that guy's going to be somebody one day uh, to keep an eye out for him because he gave a heck of a time to Colorado. Um, got that guy a yellow card, I believe, is what she said. Um, but yeah, look yeah. out for Brucey. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be a future star in my book. Um, she also says, Sombrero Man, let's go Quakes. Yeah, baby, go Quakes. <laughs> so, Stephanie, keep an eye. I've got a Q&A with Brucey coming out. 
I got a chance to sit down with him, so that's going to be coming out. Very cool. Yeah. Come on, man. Bring it already. We're, I've been wanting to read that. I know. Vacation, man. I he had his it. night, and then you didn't even <laughs> pop out the Q&A. Come on, man. It's coming. It's all right, coming. all right. Name him player of the match. Hopefully, he'll like score again. Hit. Hopefully, he'll score again. I know. He has to score again if you're going to release it. Yeah. And that's then the um, another anonymous. You guys talked about on the show last week, who would you would face against each other in the room if you were in a soccer match or a penalty match? <laughs> uh, now you have to do a three-on-three tournament. You have to pick the three in the room versus three United players. Go. Oh. <laughs> oh. Start it off, Seth. Start it off. I mean, if I had to pick from those of us in the room, I mean, I don't know. That's tough. I mean. We'd get slaughtered. Just don't, <laughs> don't, don't worry. We could, be, we, could all, we could also be subs if we're not your, your top three. I'll, I'll understand. I'll understand. I'm not on his team. See? Look at that. Go. I don't know, man. It's, it's tough. Like, I don't know. I, I think uh, me, Sombrero Man, and Raphael over there can. <laughs> can, can, can no, I don't know. It, it, we'll take um, you, Tommy. We'll take you one on one. Yeah, let's. Uh, I don't know. Let, let's go up against you. Know, let's go up against your boy Tommy. We'll go up against. Uh, let's go up against Brucey. Brucey, and uh, I don't know. What do you say? Uh, throw in. Uh, I don't know. Tony. That's. That's a lot of speed for you. You picked your opponents wrong. Don't, don't put that uh, that new sixteen-year-old. Right. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Can we can we draft can we draft Gabe? Like, uh, you can't draft him. No, yeah. no. All right. I don't know. That's tough. I mean, uh, no matter who it is, we get slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> that is the census in the room. Alicia, yeah. what do you got? I don't know, man. I'm We'd get slaughtered like <laughs> it'd be like the Dallas um, U15 against the women's national team all over oh. again. Oh. <laughs> At least a little faith in us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would go with me, Alicia, and ooh man, so but oh man, I gotta go. Your hat would be unstoppable. There wouldn't. <laughs> you'd just be spinning that. It'd be so hypnotizing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I would go against. Give me the best. I want Santi. I want Kavan. And put in goal for them, uh, Cody. Okay. And let's see if we can even put one on. And, you know, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be like uh, the little giants. Our chant would be, uh, you know, giants, giants, help us, God. Or <laughs> trying to stop a kick from one of those guys would be like uh, that movie. Uh, I bet Cody would be able to put a back heel in just for you, just to help you out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it'd be like the, that movie Rookie of the Year where he steps into the batter's box and he's saying, oh, oh my God, God every God, time oh the pitch is... Oh, my God, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, that's how I would feel trying to stop <laughs> one of those kicks. Hey, so, can I, so can, I, can I pick anyone from the club? Is it anyone from the club? Anybody. Anyone. Like, they so. said anybody from the United. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I well, think we have a chance now, well, then. Well, then I feel like you want to go, you can go next. I'll, I'll, so in this room, I'll pick my dad because he has a background in soccer. Ooh. You know? Oh. And, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I know with his bad back, he's over there acting like he's having a heart attack now. <laughs> uh, of course, I'll have me out there and, you know, I'll, I'll go with Seth and, you know, well, since it's anyone from United, you know, throw in Tyler Ortega, you know. Okay. Yeah, see, you know where I'm going with this. You know, bring it on, Peter, you know. And uh, let's throw in Uncle Ron in there. We'll okay. get some Ron Patel action. I think that would be a good, well, you know, New Mexico street soccer. Let's get that done. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> right. See, I'm, I'm, you're along the same lines as me. Like, I would definitely have to throw in Brandon Baca. Oh, I'll yeah. I'll throw in Brandon Baca. Um I go with Ron too, you know, just because I think he'd crack a good joke along the way. Yeah. Right. After scoring passes. That's it. That's <laughs> it. And then, uh, 
Then who would the third one be on that squad? I'll probably say Liz. I would probably throw Liz oh, yeah. as, the, as their third. And then as far as in this room, you know, having my, my other two, I'm going to get Seth. I'm going to get Seth because cause he's, he's, he he's been the first dude in this room since, the first, since it was the <laughs> beginning of time, right? So he's the number one. So we have to get him. And then I'm going to have to get Alicia too because she's currently playing soccer like in rec, rec, rec status. So she's definitely got the freshest kicks in here. So we, we will be set. Let's do it. Yeah. We got two more. Two more. Um, this one's from Jacob. He said, would you rather see the Meow Wolf kit as the third the rest of the year, or would you rather them come out with a couple more one-offs this year? I want a turquoise kit. <laughs> I want the Meow Wolf kit, but I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be mad if they did a, a all yellow lemon or black, and they did either the yellow Zia's pattern, polka dotted pattern, yeah. Or they did black Zia's polka dot pattern on a, on a lemon body. I want to see something like that all over print both sides. I just think we need a third kit. We, we need to, so that we're not playing in you know, our Meow Wolf jerseys on the road all the time. You really think the opposing team's going to be like, you guys can wear this funky one. Yeah, why not? Why not? What if it's, what if it's really just a goalkeeper kit? Ooh. Because they, teams, are, teams are like, Releasing that like four Madison releases like pink flamingo strawberry milk looking one. So what if that's actually it's just for Cody? What if it is Cody his? What if it's his? You never know. I'd like to see you know if if you're a basketball fan that a uh, that jersey the the Lobos wore against Nevada this year when we upset them at the pit. Oh, those that, gold the, ones. Those uh, the gold ones with the the Zia symbol in the middle. Those were phenomenal. You know? Hey, wasn't that wasn't that commercial sick though too? They opened oh, up some briefcase yes. and it was like shining on them. It was shining, and you know, I I, I knew they were going to do something special for you know being the state's birthday the next day, and you know, they did something special and some special jerseys in a special place. So. I, I would love to see see United in something like that, or you know, it might look a little weird, but you know, yeah, have the Meow Wolf logo, but have flags from every st- every city. You know, have a color represented red. You know, uh, Rio Rancho with the white, you know, Albuquerque with the red, and just just have that different pattern. You know, along those lines, it would be real sick as if they took every flag represented on our team and printed it inside the collar. Oh wow! Kind of like those nautical, like you see some of those nautical shirts where it's like the meridian, like flags all around. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so sick. That would be good. Yeah. All right, and <clears throat> the last one is from Daryl. He is from El Paso. Ah. Oh shoot! Oh. So he is saying, "I'm going to pull Scott here. Y'all think you are funny, thinking that you guys can just predict these scores that you're going to beat us. You guys are as funny as your state colors." Um, he said, everything's bigger in Texas and we're better than you. So prepare for a 5-1 domination. <laughs> uh, so I'll start this one then. Because uh, yeah. I, was, I was part of that, that whole internet fiasco the first time we played them. You know, where they came at, came at, our, at, came at Mary Tim Keller. Um, you guys are New Mexico's little brother. You guys will always be, you know. Texas kind of forgets you guys are there. You know, if you remember, one of your state congressmen from El Paso said they'd rather be in New Mexico than Texas. El Paso, New Mexico. El Paso, New Mexico. You guys are always going to be our little brother. You know, you have Thomas the Tank Engine as your logo. 
And uh, <laughs> and who really? Who makes a tifo about the supporter section instead of the team? And and then use Heisenberg might as well, you know. Yeah, he he, he continues. <laughs> oh, there's more. He continues oh, on. Is this is he this says, Daryl or Taco Darren? Uh, this is Daryl. He says, um, "Y'all think you're cute with the TV show Breaking Bad? Remember, um, you guys have no championships in that town whatsoever besides your college ski team." The we had Dukes. we had a Disney movie made after us called Glory Road for Texas Western. So y'all get your uh, y'all get your act together on winning championships that count. Uh, New Mexico United will never see a trophy. Um, Twenty bucks to any of you that El Paso gets one before the United does. And they should call this rivalry uh, something because we're first year clubs, like Nuevo Cup or something like that. Oh, I like that. Mm. Well, it would have to be called the Nuevo Mexico Cup because they would always reside in this state. Yeah. So, uh, but thanks for that question, man. That I love opposing fans. I think it's awesome. I, I need uh, to. I think I nothing think was worse stuff. than Scott, though. That guy. I think El Paso just wants to, you know, succeed from Texas and come in and be a part of New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> when, when, when their team fall, uh, their team folds, they're just going to become New Mexico United fans. Ooh. New Mexico United fans. Yeah. Egan with the response. He says, screw your $20. I got 1000 bucks." says that New Mexico wins one before El Paso. Hey, I'll, right. I'll, I'll take those. Hashtag $1,000 over El Paso. Insane. <laughs> awesome. Thank That's you so much. That's the value of live podcasting right there, isn't it? We got like our fans coming to our rescue. It's good stuff. You All know, right. I was talking about this too. What team has a star in their logo before they won anything either? <laughs> <laughs> A it's a part. It's a, it's a participation medal. It's a participation. Congratulations, you guys are New Mexico United's little brother. That's and they really, we'll hey, wait, be. and they really are because they they went on on record. Seth, you probably remember this. They went on record with the whole plastic flag thing on on our club, mm-hmm. only for their club to come out with plastic flags as well yeah and even instructed their fans to wave it so i had gone on twitter on my banter hour and i was like i was like you guys are like little new mexico because your club is now giving out plastic flags to flying fans out to games and you're now you guys are trying to have a bus out to new mexico which i call the struggle bus because (laughs) they are pining for like fans to join them in their short bus that's coming to new mexico (laughs) (laughs) all right that's gonna do it for our full-time fan q a for this week of course brought to you by roadrunner law firm we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after these words from roadrunner law Thank you. 
Welcome back to We Are Seek and Strike Podcast. Here are your hosts, Seth and Chris. Thanks, Josh. We are back. And we're, you know, great show tonight. We've been having a lot of discussion, a lot of fun here. You know, we are running short on time. So, you know, let's jump right into our final thoughts for the week. Anything that we want to leave the podcast with this week? You know, anything that we got going on that we want to kind of talk, you know, look forward to in, in the week ahead before our next show? I mean, I got to go back to, what's his name? Daryl, Darren... David, whatever his name is. No, stupid though. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Texas Western doesn't exist anymore, folks. Uh, they are now UTEP. Uh, so, and I don't think UTEP's ever won a thing in their life. Haven't they ever won a football game in two years? Something like that. I mean, neither UTEP's has New Mexico terrible. football. So, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, you know, just gonna put put that out there for you, Daryl. Oh, and the Duke City Gladiators have won back-to-back championships this year too, uh, past two years. So that's a championship in uh, in Albuquerque. So. That, that mate will take his uh, his money now. All right, Alicia, Chris, you guys got any closing thoughts on this week's show? You know, I'm happy that our boys are back in town. I can't wait for these next two home games, and I can't wait to see everybody out there. Absolutely, get out support the club. We can't wait to see the crowds this weekend. Man, I got two thoughts. If I were to have a kid, I'd name him Luke. Do you know why? Then he'd be Luke Skywalker. All right, so now, anyways. <laughs> what does that even mean? I, I think Chris is going to name his kid Luke Skywalker. That's right, his middle <laughs> name would be Sky. Anyway, so check it out. Oh my God. Yeah, that's just I'm sorry, right there. That's child. <laughs> hey, you know, you know. You know it's like you know, how you have this big old grin on your face, like Luke Skywalker, and all of us are like. Well, it's going to be like that one scene from Family Guy where Peter renames Meg Megatron. No, I was, I, I was, I was getting a text and I, I read it out loud. But uh, so then, what is my final thought? Oh, here, here's my final thought. Um, I really am interested to see what the mayhem is going to look like on Wednesday. I mean, like it may be not a thing, and it may just be a great time, and you know, El Paso sitting like up in the high rise, and it's whatever. Or it could be like nutty, and either way, it's going to be a good time. Um, I will tell you this: I'll put this out there. It's and, and say when you're at the match on Wednesday, something real special is going to happen, real special, and you're just going to have to pay attention to all the sections, and you're going to see it. And once you see it, you just go ahead and. Uh, you just you just go ahead and take a picture of it and post it on Instagram because it's going to be a very special thing that happens. I'll just I'll tell you that it, much. It's going to be it's going to I I'm going to have to agree with him. It's going to be interesting. So you heard that from Chris. We, there's something special going on at the, at the match on Wednesday. So we're going to drop some hints about next week's show. Yeah, let's do that. So uh, next week we've got a special guest joining us. Mm-hmm. Now we're not going to have special guests every week, so don't <laughs> don't get used to it. But uh, we got a special guest joining us uh, from United Club. You're going to have to tune in to uh, hear who it is. We're going to talk a little United, possibly, and then also uh, 
And kind of jump in a little bit to uh, English Premier League as that's uh, getting ready to start up as well. So Premier League kicks off next weekend. So God if you, bless so me. if you uh, if you've been wanting to talk to someone about English Premier League, well, guess what? You're in store. We're gonna have a little segment on that. So uh, so make sure you pop some of those questions in because I know Seth and myself and Josh and Alicia are all gonna want to kind of talk to you a little bit about that as well. Yeah. So thank you everyone for being here tonight for listening in live. Thank you to all of our all of our Q and A folks. Thank you for sending those in. You know, keep spreading the word. You know, we love the fact that our podcast is getting. We got, we got, we've had guys in Minnesota. We've had guys in El Paso. You know, the word is getting out about what we're doing here. And of course, our show would not be possible without our wonderful sponsors. Uh, first and foremost, huge thank you to Roadrunner Law Firm for their continued support of the show, allowing us to use their offices. And also a huge thank you to Dural Motors as well. Uh, and of course, if you are here local or anywhere really, and you're interested in supporting us and continuing to support what, what, what we do, support the club. Uh, you can, of course, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, our email address is seekandstrikecollective at gmail.com, and we'll talk business. Yeah, and so you can listen to every previous episode of We Are Seek and Strike podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I'm hearing Google Podcasts, as well as CastBox. So it's growing as far as where you can hear our platform. If you hear anything you like, please consider subscribing so you'll never miss an episode. We thrive on feedback. And please leave us a review of tonight's show. If there's something you like that you heard, we want to hear about it. If there's something you want to hear more of, then, then throw that suggestion in there. Uh, go to our website at seekandstrikecollective.com. That's where you're going to be able to read articles that we release each week. Uh, we do a preview, recap, and as well as features. Uh, and to get more of our social media tags, go to the social media section, and that's where you'll find our respective tags as well. Well, guys, that's going to do it for us here tonight. We'll be back next Monday at 8.30 Pacific Mountain Time. Or, uh, <laughs> man, I can't talk Pacific You got me all with your crazy jokes, Chris. <laughs> for Alicia, Seth, Chris, Sombrero Man, and myself, we are Seeking Strike Collective. And you've been listening to We Are Seeking Strike Podcast. You guys take care of yourselves. We'll see you next Monday for next episode. Take care, everybody. Peace out. Somos unido.